Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or a psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly recommended. What does ponder actually mean? Well, according to one dictionary, it means to weigh in the mind to think about and reflect on. On our Let's Ponder episodes that are shared on the Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity podcast, we discuss taboo and questionable subject matter. For example, size. Does it really matter? Or do you really want to know the number of partners your significant other has been with? How about being in a sexless marriage? These and other topics are what we talk about on Let's Ponder. Hello and welcome to Let's Ponder on Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Today's episode is going to be gross and fun and things that will make you think, I think. <laughs> that sounded funny, but you know what I mean. I have been collecting data for a while for this topic and actually we'll go back even further. I think somebody had seen a post on my Facebook, and I want to say it was like a year and a half ago, maybe even longer. And they, we were joking, it was a joke or some meme or something about personal hygiene. And this gal submitted to me a story of a guy she had gone out with. So I thought, oh, well, I should start looking into that. And then things in life changed, it went on the back burner, but I brought it forward. As you know, I've been listening, or excuse me, talking about it, you guys were the listeners, um, about, you know, this personal hygiene episode that would be coming up. And I have had some people send in some interesting stories. But I found the most interesting one. It was on Reddit. And I actually just looked back, I'm going to put the link in the episode notes. Um, and it's an anonymous person, you know, um, but it's on Reddit. And well, it was, I looked at it just today as I'm recording, and it looks like the moderators took it off for whatever reason, but all the comments are still on there. And so I am not sure why it was removed. Um, but if you want to take a look at it, the link will be in the notes and you can <laughs> read what some of the people who commented had to say about it. So we'll, we're going to go through that and we're going to go through what some um, people here who listeners and Facebook followers and uh, people from Quora had to say about it. And then um, we'll finish off with an article about basic hygiene 101 on the women's side of things. So this first part is about what this woman went through with a man who didn't wash himself properly. But before we get started, just a quick reminder here of some uh, stories that I'm looking for here. Of course, I am always looking for new stories for the podcast. So if you've been listening for a while and you're wondering whether or not I'd be interested in your story or it doesn't, you feel embarrassed or maybe you don't feel it's good or it's too long or it's too short, reach out to me because I'm very open to it. You know, I look for women who have been unfaithful, who want to write out their story and then men as well who have been affected. So if their wife or girlfriend cheated 
those as well. Um, Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com is my email, but it's also in the episode notes. And then I'm still looking for more. If you've been stalked, I want to learn what happened. Or if you were the stalker, you know, what happened that made you feel that way. No judgment, of course. Uh, Disastrous one night stands. So if you've been in a situation where it was just went sideways, tell me about it. And then the other one was um, the threesomes. You know, you gave in to the threesome and what happened, whether it was an extra dude or an extra girl or whatever. And it went sideways as well. Maybe your partner then started to cheat or you learned that they had been cheating on you previously with this person. You know, I'm curious what happened. And then also a while back, I mentioned that I wanted to know where my listeners were. And so um, I would love it if you had like a pencil or a keychain or even a license plate, an old license plate, uh, not current, obviously, um, that you have laying around from your state. I would love to see where everybody's at. Um, And my email, not my email, excuse me, my post office box is at the end of this episode. And so you should be able to um, get that PO box from there. And I believe it's on my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. But yeah, I'd love to know. And I won't say who it came from, but I will definitely represent your state. And thank you on a future episode. So if you have something laying around and you want to get rid of it, and you think it might be something, think about sending it my way. It would be awesome. All right. So we've got a little bit of funky music going on there for an interesting topic today. And I wanted to put out a warning that the person who's ro- who wrote this story refers to the word gay rather than homosexual. And I am reading this article as it was written on Reddit, as well as some of the comments. But um, like I said earlier, the link is in the episode notes. My boyfriend of almost a year does not wash his genitals. And it was from 2020. So basically, he explained that he doesn't touch himself there ever because it's quote unquote gay. Therefore, he can't clean the area specifically and just lets it get wet in the shower. That's it. Other than that, his hygiene is fine. I only became aware of the issue when we started getting more intimate. Yes, you read it right. He thinks washing his penis would be gay. What the hell? In fact, he thinks any touching of anything between his legs is gay. This was completely ridiculous and I started asking him, what about masturbating? What about wiping after he poops? Well, it turns out the reason he uses a bidet is so he won't have to wipe. Using a bidet is not a problem to me and I've never experienced a problem with his hygiene in that regard, but the fact that he installed a bidet not out of cleanliness preference but to avoid quote unquote being gay by wiping his own ass is just... I can't believe it's a real thing. I asked, what about public toilets? He says he never poops anywhere besides his home, so it's not a problem. That's bullshit. He's pooped at mine, and I don't have a bidet, so put two and two together. Then as for masturbating, he apparently doesn't do that either. That's also quote unquote gay. What the hell? 
He admitted he used to masturbate when he was younger, but he felt weird about doing so, so he stopped. I'm not saying he's required to jerk off or something. I don't care. It's again the insane reasoning behind it. He says, quote, any contact a guy has with the male ass or pubic areas is in a gay realm, end quote. I said that makes absolutely no sense when it's your own body. It's not gay to your own self. Gay involves other people. This even extends into our sex life. I found out the reason why he didn't want to try doggy style is because that's a gay position. I'm not a dude. How is it gay, LMAO? Like, this is so fucking ridiculous. This became an argument because I couldn't help showing how I felt about this bullshit. Like, is every girl a lesbian now because we wipe after peeing? And a girl who uses tampons? Where does this logic end? Of course, he thinks, quote, that's different, end quote, but can't explain how. Well, what about all the other men who do jerk off? Are they gay too? He said, I'm just saying you're dealing with a dick. It's kind of a gay act. He got more mad at me the more I tried to reason with him. I just gave up eventually and we haven't spoken much since. This was yesterday. I can't talk to him if he's going to be belligerent. I really don't think I can just get over this. Both how he refuses to properly clean himself and also the way he thinks about it is so irrational. I know it sounds horrible to say this, but I almost feel like I've lost some respect for him. Before now, I always saw him as a very mature and intelligent person. Now I'm questioning that, but I'm not sure if it's fair of me. Has anyone else had a boyfriend with this issue before? Are there lots of dudes who think like this? How do I get him to stop doubling down and understand why calling it gay makes no sense? So that was this person's story that she posted. And I will read a few of the comments. Polite Cranberry said, do your vag a favor and don't sleep with him till he washes because that is a bacterial infection waiting to happen. By the way, it's totally fair of you to question your view of him. Mature, reasonable people clean themselves. He is also jeopardizing your health and being selfish not worth it. Also, if this is how a conversation about washing yourself is going, think about all those other hard relationship convos. Edit, other people have more helpful advice, and I'm not advocating a breakup, just a health PSA and things to consider. I have to agree, very good points. I'm having to wonder if maybe it was he was brought up in a a strict maybe religious household where that was really really looked down on masturbating and things like that and it confused him when he was really young and he just kind of continued with that i don't know that's just my thought okay next comment from n4n4k3t3 do you really want to be with a 24 year old aka an adult who thinks it's a homosexual act to clean your own body parts this is completely fucking immature and actually possesses a danger to your own health. The vagina doesn't take kindly to disgusting cocks or disgusting anything for that matter. You're strongly advised to really wash your own hands even before touching around it for fuck's sakes. I'd reevaluate this relationship. If he's immature about this, he's probably immature about other things you have yet to discover. I hate the ultimatum card, 
but I'd actually pull it. Either he cleans up and stops pretending like it's a quote-unquote gay act, or you're out of there. It's also generally disrespectful. He's pretty much immediately homophobic by saying stuff like this. He isn't a mature, intelligent person for this. Your second thoughts are right. I also want to point out a possible reality that you could start a family with him. Would he think he's gay for laying a hand on his son? Do you really want someone like that who would probably avoid his own male child because of any sort of platonic contact could be misconstrued as gay? And what if your son is gay? Once again, very good points. And these were just two comments out of a ton. But now we're going to move on to the survey of my listeners and followers. The first one says, my first ex-wife starter marriage knew I was orally inclined. I think she tried to dissuade me by not cleaning all that well. I'm not going to lie. It was rough going down on her at that time. LOL. (laughs) I went south with a certain lady, and when I arrived, I found she must have preferred an Afro brush. In that one session... (laughs) I'm sorry, some of these are funny. In that one session, I harvested enough dental floss to supply me for a couple of years. Uh. Okay, so I was going to have sex with this person that I had known for a little while. We had flirted, but nothing happened yet. Finally, we both flirted to the point we knew we wanted to have sex. I wanted to eat her pussy. We were back at her place, kissing, touching, groping frankly. We slowly undressed. Well, we quickly undressed. By the time she was naked, I smelled a faint aroma of something that had a foul smell cross between fish and I really don't know. I began to go down to eat her pussy. Oh no, I think this isn't happening. I politely made up an excuse and said, we can't do this. She didn't say anything about us not doing anything, but said she understood. I never saw her again. That sounds like a bacterial infection that maybe she wasn't aware of. Perhaps. Okay. This one says, okay, not me, but from the wild college days. A bunch of us were drinking and we heard this arguing from a college motel room down the way. It was a college sports event. We were at a rodeo. Well, turns out a friend and a teammate were hooking up with a girl. They had done a few things, but I was like, what the heck? What was she so dang ticked off and flipping out? I mean, she was hitting him and stuff. He is like in an extremely heavy southern accent. I was going down to eat that beaver. Got to her belly button and said, I can't do this. Sorry, honey. She totally flipped. Well, when we were in the room, one of the girls with us was on the bed and said, What the hell is that burning wood smell? And we all laughed. Gotta wash that thing. I have no idea what that was all about. And this is from the person from quite a while ago that sent it to me. And I so appreciate her sending and giving us these ideas for future. Okay, it says, One time, a long time ago, I met this local guy online. And we started talking and hit it off. This guy was good looking and there was never a dull moment with him. After a while, things got a bit intimate. 
Although we lived within 14 miles of each other and we video chatted and texted back and forth, we never really actually met. So, one late night, our convo gets hot and heavy and he starts telling me how hard he is and asks if I want to see it. And I said, yes. He's in no case sized and he's not circumcised. Not an issue for me. Then he starts to jack himself off, but I see he's not pulling the skin back, like at all. I'm trying my best not to make weird faces as I'm watching him. After a short while, he comes. It just slowly pushes out through the uncircumcised dick. He smears the cum all over his dick and pulls his pants back up. I asked him, aren't you gonna clean yourself up? He said, nope, I just leave it there. And then she has all these serious, like, what type faces, emojis. <laughs> so I couldn't help myself. So I asked him why he didn't pull the skin back all the way. And he looked confused as to why he should pull it back. And he tells me he never had pulled it back. A 28 year old man never had pulled it back. Needless to say, I blocked him right away. Oh, hell no. Nah. That just made me question so many things. I wanted to send this to you private because I'm not sure if we have friends in common and I didn't want them to know this happened to me. LOL. <laughs> oh, so it sounds like he just didn't learn as a child that that needs to be pulled back and cleaned, etc. is my thought. But... Okay, so this is the last one. <laughs> and I'm laughing not because... I think I'm laughing because I'm surprised that these things happen, I guess. I mean, we're all human and our bodies do have hormonal things or sweat and all these things. But some of these things are just like, what? Ew, especially if you're going on a date or something. Okay, so this last one says, hey, I have a story of when one of the guys I dated had the worst hygiene. He would leave skid marks on my sheets if he sat down on them. Skid marks on the toilet seat and in his underwear. He would shit his pants at least once a week, but that wasn't even the worst of it. One time I ended up with a UTI from him and he admitted it was probably due to him using the sex toy daily and he didn't clean it out afterwards. Legit, would go in it and just keep reusing. I was pissed and disgusted. I didn't shame him though and his excuse was that he didn't know any better. Yeah, lol. Anyhow, hope this can give you some material for your podcast. So, he used his sex toy and didn't clean it out afterwards? Dirty and put it on himself and then he'd have sex with her, causing her infections is my thought. On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when they uncovered the truth. Natasha said when they came back, they found the downstairs neighbor who her co-worker had invited to the party in the house on top of Natasha with her shirt off. All I remember was feeling like I was helpless to protect my wife and that I had no choice but to believe her. This event exposed even more issues between Natasha and me and that until this point I had neglected to pick up on. Natasha and I had talked about having kids in the past. I personally always had a plan that I wanted to be married with a kid by the age of 25. 
Natasha always seemed on board with this plan, or at least I thought so. It was right around the time of that first encounter we started trying to have a kid. A few months went by, but still nothing. That's when she put stipulations on things. If you want to have children, we need a house and not an apartment. So I got her a house. If you want to have a child, I need a family-sized SUV. So I got her the SUV. It was around this time that Natasha would meet the person that would ultimately lead to our divorce. To hear bonus stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship and have early access to regular episodes ad-free, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as $3 a month. Very interesting, isn't it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe some of you have already turned this podcast off and aren't even hearing this because you're thoroughly grossed out. But it is a good topic because I think culturally there are different situations um, where hygiene is different. Um, I think I had read an article somewhere... Um, and it was due to cultural different living in different parts of the world and that it was like shameful to clean it or something like that. Not gay like that one article, but, um, shameful to clean the, to just clean. And I wish I had that, but I no longer do. So I don't know whatever happened to it, but it was pretty gross. And I think I found that after that one gal sent me that initial story, but all right, moving on. I want to share an article with you and it's just a, a, it's about self-care and vaginal health. It's called Genital Hygiene 101 by Good Clean Love Staff and it's from February of 2016. So it says, when it's only you who takes your pants off at night, genital hygiene can seem like a big waste of time because who's going to know? Having another person to clean up for can be incredibly motivating, especially when that other person's tongue might end up between your thighs. But when there isn't anyone but yourself to be naked with, it's easier, in my experience, to let a lot of things slide, cleansiness of the house and body being among the easiest. But as with good oral hygiene, good personal hygiene isn't just so you can impress the next person you smile at, it's also preventative. There are billions of billions of bacteria living in our bodies, and a lot of them especially love the damp, dark crevices between the teeth, under the arms, behind the knees, in and around the labia. Keeping a healthy balance between bacteria that mostly helps us and bacteria that mostly harm us is something good personal hygiene for women accomplishes. That isn't just about being tidy for oral sex. It's also about being healthy and comfortable. When we're pretty healthy overall, our bodies generally have natural ways of cleaning their systems and don't require much help from us. But the human organism is incredibly sensitive. Just consider how small a change in temperature is needed before you begin feeling uncomfortably warm or cold. Even just run-of-the-mill stress can be enough to throw off these natural systems and upset the body's balance. Good personal hygiene for women, oral, genital, is a way of aiding the body's natural capacity for cleansiness so that when it's stressed, less than helpful bacteria don't proliferate, which can overwhelm our immune systems. 
Some really uncomfortable female hygiene conditions like yeast infections and bacterial vaginosis, BV, can happen when conditions in and around the vagina get unbalanced. And BV is more serious than just a hygiene issue. Women who have BV are 60% more susceptible to HIV and other STIs than those without BV, and they can infect their partners. The Basics of Good Female Genital Hygiene It begins and ends with bacteria, keeping their numbers in balance through consistent efforts. Here are some good feminine hygiene tips that contribute to this balance. Wash daily, especially after exercise, with a gentle cleanser that helps to balance vaginal pH levels. In chemistry, pH is a numeric scale used to specify the acidity or alkalinity of an aqueous solution. Thanks, Wikipedia. Our bodies like to live within a very narrow range of this scale. When things get too acid or basic, living systems can become unbalanced and suffer. Good Clean Loves Balance is a pH-balanced gentle cleanser that's perfect for keeping genitals clean and healthy. Use a good lube. We've known about the importance of this for a while. And we've been working on making the best lube for helping to restore healthy vaginal conditions. Hence, Restore, a personal lubricant that doubles as feminine moisturizer, which can be especially good for those suffering from vaginal dryness associated with menopause. Our other lubricants are also excellent as a part of your good hygiene routine as they are water-based and made with natural ingredients. Wear comfortable underwear and pants. We can't say this enough. Let your body breathe. Underwear that helps wick moisture can keep vaginal conditions from getting so moist and warm that bacteria proliferate. And pants. Keep them a little loose so they're not riding up your crotch all day and your body will thank you. Others probably will too because you'll feel better and be more relaxed. Don't douche. Traditional douches can really throw your bacterial balance out of whack. If you have issues with odor, check out our thorough post about five alternatives to douching. Also make sure your sanitary products are free of artificial scents as these can be really irritating to sensitive tissue. Eat well and exercise. What all decent doctors have been saying for a long time, you'll feel better because you'll be better. As far as what you eat, there's a lot online about food supposedly that make your vagina smell better. Pineapple, for instance, and garlic. But it seems the most important thing is to eat a balanced diet. Foods that make your vagina happy and healthy all seem pretty good, whether or not they directly impact what's happening in your pants. <laughs> The takeaway here is good female genital hygiene is too important to put off for when you have a date. It should be a part of your daily routine of respecting and caring for your body so that it can continue helping you feel your best. Stay tuned for more feminine hygiene tips here at Good Clean Love. I didn't realize I had skimmed through the article, thought it was good, and then I didn't realize that this was them kind of advertising their products. But if it's something you're interested in, definitely Take a look at the episode notes, click on the links, and it'll take you to the original article so you can check out what they might have to offer. But it was no way intended to be like an advertisement for them or anything. I'm just reading their article. <laughs> well, today has been a very interesting episode. We've had some type moments. We've had some education. We've had some giggles. 
I think it turned out pretty good. And thank you to all those who participated and felt comfortable sending in their little stories. They were interesting. But never know. We may follow up on this down the road and have more information, maybe. Information as in more stories where people probably should learn basic, healthy hygiene for their entire body. Especially down there. I will be back in one week with an all-new story from Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, about Jay. Thank you for listening to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. There, you will find story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon and an opportunity to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story, share feedback about the show, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Each story is taken into careful consideration, read without judgment, and always anonymous. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by me, Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.